This is Atma Buddha. Today is March 6, 2022. This is episode 68, Free From Rules, Part 2. And I know I just posted a podcast, but there's just so much to cover here that I'm going to follow it up with this second one. And I want to begin with an interesting parable about an elder monk and a younger monk. They were crossing, they were going to cross a stream and they saw a young woman that wanted to cross this stream also, but didn't want to get her clothes wet. And the elder monk offered to help and picked her up and carried her across the stream and then set her on the other side. And they continued, the elder monk and the younger monk, walking together along the forest path. And after some time, the younger monk looked to the older monk and said, Master, we have vows against touching women and relating with women. But you just picked up that young woman, that young, beautiful, attractive woman back there. And I'm confused. Why did you do that? Why did you violate the vow? And the older master said, I put that woman down back by the stream, but you are still carrying her. And the point behind this parable is that it's not so much the material actions that you do, but the intention behind it and what, how it affects your consciousness in a continuous fashion in terms of what it is that you're doing moment by moment, day by day, second by second. What is possessing you? What is possessing your thoughts? And that is where this concept of freedom from rules comes from. It's less important what you do and more important where you're coming from. Okay, what your intent is. Now, of course, I'm not referring to illegal activities. I'm not saying that if you're in love and bliss that you can just be a drug dealer or a rapist or something of that nature. No, of course not. I mean, we're obviously on this path as you become more shining and experiencing more love and inspiration, you're naturally going to want to be a force for good, not a force for bad, because that's just natural. That's just the natural feeling of who you are inside. And that's just what comes out in the actions of what you do. And this is also comes down to the Buddhist concept of Dharma. Dharma is also about action, but it more important than that, it's going beyond action and going into the intentionality of and the experience of where you're coming from. And so let's explore a little bit deeper. I'm going to get more into a personal perspective because I stated in the last podcast that I'm a vegetarian, but I'm not a vegetarian necessarily for ethics reasons. However, I am conscious that you want to take care of animals and you don't want to abuse animals. And if you're going to eat meat, then try to at least source meat from a responsible source where they are being good custodians of the environment and, and not participating in animal cruelty and maybe free range and, you know, being respectful to the animals that you are eating. I mean, that's just natural. I mean, obviously, if you're going to buy uh, grass-fed, grass-finished, free-range beef, that's going to be better for you than just 
picking up a Big Mac at McDonald's. I mean, that just goes without saying. That's pretty much common sense. I mean, not only that, of course, but when you're eating bread and processed grain with the preservatives and whatever sort of processing that goes into doing that, I mean, you're not just eating the beef, but you're also eating the whole package, whether it be the condiments inside and everything that goes into that. So you want to be conscious and try to eat healthy. And why do we want to eat healthy? Because our body is a temple, right? We want to take care of our body. We want to make sure it's properly nourished and respected. And exercise is also important for that concept, right? So that just goes without saying. Now, why am I more so a vegetarian now than I was in the past? Well, because I've been listening to my body and I practiced trying different foods, even post enlightenment. I just noticed that when I eat meat, I'm generally more apt to have an uncomfortable feeling in my body in terms of how it's digesting and kind of a, a heaviness and it's more inclined to side effects like constipation and what have you. And so I prefer to eat more lightly just for my own personal reasons. However, that's not a rec that's not a prerequisite for spirituality. I know that when I did have that amazing experience that in turn became a continuous experience of bliss for the last two years, that morning that it happened, I went to McDonald's. <laughs> I had a McDonald's breakfast. And I'm, is that going to say, oh, well, if you want to be enlightened, you should eat at McDonald's. No, that's not what this is about at all. But the point here is, is that that's not a roadblock. Okay. You can overcome even a poor diet. In fact, I wouldn't even say that you are the one overcoming it. I would say more that the ultimate truth, the absolute truth, this higher power has so much power that it can overcome any sort of dietary uh, restrictions or whether you've been unhealthy with your body or not. I mean, that's not going to stop this higher spirit from being able to impact your life. And you should do what feels natural for you. And that is also true with drugs and intoxicants and even prescription medications. Now, I'm not a doctor, and I recommend that you follow the advice of your doctor. If your doctor says you should do something, you know, you, you can do that. But I also respect the old saying that says, Physi physician, heal yourself. In other words, just because there's doctors, that doesn't mean you can't educate yourself. And you can see if there's alternative treatments that maybe you want to try. And you could do your own research on, on the internet. Personally, I'm not an advocate for antidepressants because I believe, not, I more than believe, I know that ch making changes in your diet can have profound effects on your mood. For example, just a simple act of eating a banana every day will have 
somewhat of an antidepressant effect upon you. It's been known to lift your mood. Also, exercise is widely underestimated in terms of how it can lift your spirit just by having a fairly regular exercise routine where you're getting that cardio and that's going to make you feel better about yourself. It's going to enhance your mood. It's going to give you more energy. So these are things that you can do that maybe many psychiatrists who prescribe these antidepressants are not recommending, okay? Because they're not so much into using exercise, or at least many of them are not, as a way to improve your state of mind or changing, making changes in your diet to have a more natural way of eating. But let's go into sexuality a little bit here because I know that there are positive benefits to celibacy and I don't discount them at all. However, speaking from personal experience, I have not and have not been celibate in my life experience. Even when I had that first experience of enlightenment, that was not after a prolonged period of celibacy, okay? That did not have any impact on to what I regard as a continuous, blissful, and loving experience of life. So you can choose a lifestyle where you are engaging sexually with a partner and that's perfectly fine now of course we want to go into a deeper motivation like we want to avoid hurting people if you're a guy you don't want to be deceitful or dishonest and lead somebody on and use them just for their body and the same thing if you're a woman you don't want to have as your primary motivation oh this guy's rich He's got lots of money or he's just handsome. You know, you want to be able to have a deeper connection, obviously, because sex, I mean, there's much, much more to sex than just the physical act. It's an exchange of energy. It, there's trust involved. There is a heart connection, hopefully, and it doesn't need to be a superficial activity. And let's go into the concept of gender. I know that in late later these days transgenderism seems to be a thing that gets a lot of news coverage and is being thrust into the spotlight of I was, you know, born a boy and now I'm a woman or I'm a woman and now I'm a man. And a lot of importance has been placed into these concepts. Now what I regard as a more enlightened perspective would be that your gender is a more superficial identity than who you are. Okay. Now, if you take the concept of reincarnation, it's entirely possible that if you are a man in this life, maybe you were a woman in the life before, or if you're a woman in this life, maybe you were a man in the life before. It's entirely possible. I don't have any proof one way or the other. So when somebody says, oh, I identify as a woman, but actually they were a born biological man, maybe it's because they were 
a woman in a past life and, and that's what they know. Now, to identify with just your past life though, that still is a relatively, in my opinion, superficial understanding of your deeper identity. That you are more than just a male or a female. And it's perfectly fine if you identify with either. That doesn't matter. It's not the most important thing in your life necessarily. And if, and if you've made it the most important thing, it's likely you identifying with a superficial understanding of the depths of your spiritual identity. So I personally have the opinion that it's very important to go deeper and experience your life from your heart and not just from your genitals or from your gender identity, but to come from a place of experiencing love and also coming from a place where your mind can be perpetually inspired. And these two concepts of love and truth, they don't have a gender. So this is the dividing line. Now, does that to say, oh, if to be spiritual, you should identify with the sex that you were born with? No, no, absolutely not. That's not the commentary. But the point is, is that I, I would hope that people have deeper priorities than just their gender because gender is typically biological and if you're having a gender identity that is conflicting with your biological identity then yeah that can create problems for yourself and especially my concern is with children you know children should be allowed to develop naturally and if they want to change their gender later on when they're more mature, that's perfectly fine. What adults do with their own bodies, in my opinion, is none of the government's business. However, the government should have a responsibility to protect children and protect them from making mistakes. I mean, if you're not old enough to have sexual consent, to, con to, to consent to have sex legally, then why should you be old enough to consent to change your sex? It could be argued that if you change your sex, that's a, a lot permanent, more permanent than just having a fling and having you know sex at a, underage. Uh, that, that has a potential for being even more dangerous. If you're on puberty blockers, there is dangers associated with that. You could research it online. It is possible that it can make you impotent and not be able to have kids when you're older if you decide to change your mind in the future when you're more mature. So these are concepts to understand. But basically, when it comes down to it, spirituality is freedom from rules, rules of all kinds. Now, spirituality is different from the concept of religion, very simply because religion is more about dogma. It's about abiding by the rules set forth in a specific holy book, whatever holy book that you are happened to follow. Now, when you go beyond dogma and you are living in a direct experience of inspiration, 
and unconditional love. In my opinion, that experience of unconditional love and truth is far superior to any book knowledge that you're going to be able to have through these various holy books. And that may sound controversial or heretical to some more religious people who are have a very strong conviction with their beliefs. And this is what diversity is about. You know, people are entitled to have these convictions and to be devout in whatever faith that they choose. And they should be protected and to be able to have these opinions, no matter how contrary they are to society. As long as they're not violating any laws, they are adults and they should have the freedom to be the individual that they choose to be. All right, so let's look at some other concepts here because I know in some practices there's requirements that you should maintain a certain schedule, that you should meditate X times per day at certain times, or you should get up at for the sunrise every morning and maybe have some sort of ritual or something you do with sunset or some religions are about praying X times per day. Now, all of these concepts, these have to do more with religion than with spirituality. And there are no rules when it comes from the ultimate perspective. It, there is nothing set in stone that says, oh, you should do this. Now, that's not to say that you can't have benefits. Obviously, when you do have some sort of a routine, that can enhance your lifestyle. And of course, there's nothing wrong with seeing and observing the beauty of the sunrise every morning. In fact, maybe I should ins get inspired to follow that schedule myself because that's not what I'm presently doing. I mean, what it is that I'm doing, and this is not to say that because I'm doing it that I'm advocating that everybody else should do it or that you should do it or that anybody should follow the routine that I follow, but I don't even feel the need to even set aside a certain time for meditation. But for me, I just feel like I'm in bliss all the time, no matter what I do. It's like a walking, talking meditation. I could be watching a movie and still be in bliss and love. It's I could watch a horror movie. I could watch criminal psychology movies that might offend some people. And some people might feel horrified in terms of what some of these uh, criminals are capable of. But when you are really firmly established in this experience of bliss, you can literally engage in various activities and not be negatively affected by them. You could have a shield of positivity so strong that you could be in a toxic environment and not have that environment affect you negatively. And if you are engaging in, in premarital sex or casual sex, you, you can still do those things and have them not affect you from a spiritual perspective. And so the point here is that in spirituality, there really isn't any rule except for you want to have the best experience possible, which is love and truth. This is Amabota signing off. Until next time.